welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. You can also follow the show on Twitter. That is at HEFPod. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash HEFPod. Email us at HeyEintrachtFrankfurt at gmail.com, of course. And uh, don't do this show alone. And joining me to kind of wrap, put a lovely bow on the Bundesliga portion of the Eintracht's uh, 2019-2020 season is Roman of San Francisco, but in Bad Vilbel. What's up, what's up? Thank you, Brian. Super cool to be here. And uh, yeah, nice to chat all about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the world today. Indeed, indeed. So, Roman, should we go over the light news before we get too into the dark and uh, the heavy Wait a second. Are there any dark news? But anyways, so first of all, I want to say <laughs> hi, of course, to the to the guys listening in on our Discord channel, right? So if you haven't uh, heard about it yet, Eintracht Frankfurt International English is on the Discord, right? So it's run by you guys. Everyone make is part of it. So if you're interested in chatting and sharing information all about the Eintracht Frankfurt in the English language, then check out our Discord channel because this is where we all meet. And there are some people listening in, so I say hi to those, uh, to Eddie and Chris. Um, did I miss anything? Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah, there are a few people actually listening in, so that's super cool. Um, I'm saying hi, and so cool <laughs> that we have live a live audience. Indeed, and indeed. we're reading the chat while we drink and talk. Indeed, and we'll get to hashtag what are we drinking in just a little bit, so... Um, I'm already drinking, but yes. There you go. We get to go. what I'm so, drinking later. Yeah. Uh, Roman, it's kind of a sad thing for us to mention before we get into everything that is Eintracht Frankfurt in terms of the matches, because it's been a second since we've been together, because the end of season happened, where we faced Paderborn, um, some team from Munich won the title, and only two teams got relegated. So uh, we're happy to have uh, Werder Bremen stay up, but... We had a uh, we had our Devage Stadion is going to go into a new name. A new sponsor has taken over. Deutsche Bank Park is going to be the new corporate name to Devage Stadion. I mean, it's money in the pocket for us, so I'm not really all finally, too bothered money. by it. Yeah, finally, it's money in the pocket of us, which is the bigger news than only mm -hmm. the name is that finally. Uh, I mean, we don't own the stadium, but mm -hmm. we own all the rights. We pay less money, uh, rent, and we can fully monetize it ourselves, which means if the next time there's a concert or there's going to be a, um, uh, a drag car racing or, you know, monster truck, uh, whatever, ruining our lawn, at least we pocket in the money for the rent. So that's, uh, I would say, uh, I think it's an important step for Eintracht Frankfurt, you know, to become more of a not only the soccer that happens every two weeks at home, but now we're making money of concerts in the summer, you know, all the all the stuff that happens in the Deutsche Bank Park. And uh, the name, yeah, always, of course, debatable. Deutsche Bank is not the most, I would say, now I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be uh, um, careful here um, because obviously it's an important uh, German bank institution, 
But they ha let's say in the U.S., they don't have the best reputation, I think, no? I mean, uh, lots of billions that we paid for penalties. Um, and our biggest, uh, the biggest client, in, or one of the biggest clients in the U.S., I mean, probably not a biggest client, but a famous client in the U.S. is the current president. Um, I'm not going to leave any comment on that. But um, uh, let's put it this way. The Deutsche Bank has not been the most famous friendly bank but they want to change you know they want to step up their image um, they always looked down actually on frankfurt in the past so um, of course like in my history of being uh, an eintracht supporter there was always like why are the banks not interested in uh, in eintracht you know why is all the money that they're making if frankfurt would if, if eintracht would get a, a a small share of that money that would be awesome uh, in sponsoring or whatever and now we do have the biggest german bank uh, so i'm I th for me, it's a positive thing, I have to admit, right? Even though, of course, there are politically a few things in the Deutsche Bank where I do not agree with. Mm -hmm. But overall, I think it's um, it's one of the most famous international house that we have in, in Frankfurt. It's the biggest company we have in Frankfurt. And I think it's a, it's a gain if a company like this is interested in, in Eintracht Frankfurt, in the Deutsche Bank Park. I think it's a gain. Uh, so I'm I'm a positive, I'm positive. Of course, would I love the Waldstadion to be Waldstadion? Of course I would. But uh, are we going to name it Waldstadion? Of course we will. Am I ever going to say, "Ooh, I'm going to the Deutsche Bank Park tonight"? I'm never mm -hmm. going to say it. Uh, and and not because I don't want to say it, just because it's not part of my language, right? My language is Waldstadion exactly. because I go into the woods, and so I'm I'm fine with it. You know, it brings in money. It's good, good company, or it's a good company. It's it's a it's a good yeah. It's a good sponsor to have. Good team, and uh, let's see what they do. I think they have big plans, so I'm excited to see how they evolve the Waldstadion in uh, more seats, more standing, maybe even calling it the Waldstadion at the Deutsche Bank Park. You know, I think um, there's they can do a lot right. They can do a lot. They can do some stuff wrong as well. But if they handle it correctly, they can do a lot right with that partner and yeah. a, a google google is actually partnering with the deutsche bank now so on mm. their infrastructure the technical infrastructure who knows if uh, okay now this is a, a big spin but who knows if that's going to be good for us in any way as well so lots of question marks speaking of good, good for answers. us or at least in my humble opinion uh, another kind of light note um as we crossed into the month of july eintracht frankfurt has taken over uh full uh, I don't know if ownership is the right way uh, to put it, but Erste uh, FFC uh, Frankfurt is now Eintracht Frankfurt Frauen. And yeah, so uh, we have a Eintracht Frankfurt women's team that's in the Bundesliga. We previously had an Eintracht Frankfurt team. Um, they will. It's a merger with Eintracht so that they will be able to play in the Bundesliga. And... Uh, the previous teams will play um, in the, I guess that was the third division and below. So um, Eintracht is going to have a lot of stuff going on and for both sexes. And they're going to invest in a lot of the academy structure. Uh, to FSA, uh, FSA Frankfurt have been a leading women's uh, foosball club, but had been outstripped because, well... Uh, well, for obvious reasons, once the I Bayern, mentioned the two the teams, Wolfsburg. 
<laughs> exactly. Bayern and Wolfsburg, who have invested quite a lot of money, to be frank, in their women's team. And, you know, just they were basically able to put Turbine, Potsdam, and SKS, Essen, and FFC Frankfurt were, you know, these women-only clubs. They were able to really push them out. And, you know, uh, there's a reason why uh, Frankfurt hasn't been in the Champions League for a long time. But here's hoping that uh, with a little bit of investment from the Eintracht, you know, they had one of the top scorers for the Frauen Bundesliga this past season. I mean, uh, not the top scorer who was uh, playing at Wolfsburg. But here's hoping that the uh, Frankfurt women will be able to finish in at least third place next season because the... The uh the women's the UEFA Women's Champions League is expanding and three teams from the Bundesliga, the Frauen Bundesliga, will be admitted to uh this competition and you know uh who knows, yeah. maybe that will mean that, you know, the the a deep run into the champ if they qualify for the Champions League, a deep run in the Champions League will mean, you know, crowds will come to the Comets Bank Arena instead of uh their usual home of what is that uh the stadion red anobold is that where rotweiss the, Fra- the where rotweiss frankfurt play i don't even know how do you say that i don't even know which <laughs> brett uh, uh, brilliant anobad there we go oh brentanobad oh yeah 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 i'm brentanobad yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. what part of uh, uh, town is that Ah, uh, well, it's uh, Brentano is like, well, ba- it's it's actually, it's a, it's a, Brentano Bad is an old, uh, like, um, a pool, you know, like a public pool. That's how I, that's at least how I know it. Um, <laughs> so it's a big public pool, and I think next to the public pool, that's where the stadium is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, but I mean, th- so, I think I'm excited about yeah, this, it's right? right? So the, first of all. Yeah, it's right next to the pool. As I yeah, it's right that. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. That I mean, I have to admit, I never really, I've, I've never, I've never been at the Brentano Bad. I have to admit, uh, I I drove by there because obviously it is. Uh, that's on the west um, side of town. I mean, yeah, west side of town. Christian and uh, Rodheim. Yeah, and it is actually it's I the the horrible thing is I. That's my on my bike route actually. Now that I look on it on the map, and that's why it's almost embarrassing that I didn't recall it right as such because I go along the Nidda, as you see, the the river right there is um, it goes right from Bad Vilbel all the way to Höchst is, uh, is 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 this beautiful river, and that's basically what I take my my usual bike tour is from Bad Vilbel all the way along the Nidda down to where the where the Nidda leads into the mine in Höchst. And back, um, but anyways, that's um, that's that. But yeah, so I'm excited about the women's deal. I think that's cool that we uh, that we finally have a strong women's team at Eintracht Frankfurt, and I have a lot of respect for the uh, for the FFC uh, or Braunheim, which 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 they used to be of which part, and um, and I have to admit. I I probably mentioned that I pride myself that I have played against Birgit Prince uh, one time, and I think I mentioned this when we played the women of the FSV, the FSV girls, when I was uh, still playing soccer for the SSV Halsberg in my very short uh, soccer uh, um, career. 
uh, and yeah, we lost horribly against them. Uh, but later on, of course, I learned that I played against Birgit Prince and all these people and uh, they deserve to win. And I, I've always been proud of the FFC. I have to admit, I'm not, a, I can't, okay, now this sounds horrible. I, I don't really enjoy watching women's soccer that much. I know it's horrible to say, and I feel bad by saying it, but you know, we're among, we're in a little family and uh, I like being honest, even though it's not nice, but, um, but yeah, I mean, they've, they've won Champions League titles and, uh, so they're very. So I, I think it's a very cool deal that they made. I think it's it's a very important part of soccer, and I think yes, um, the club should put money aside um, to force women's not to force, but like to strengthen to strengthen uh, women's soccer uh, in Frankfurt, in Germany, and in the world. Exactly, and I think that. Uh... We can only expect uh, good things to happen over the upcoming seasons, as you'll yep. will have. You know, they're going to be investing in that. Here's hoping that um, the American academy system, that perhaps an American will be able to, you know, uh, have the option. Hey, if they have a college scholarship on the table, perhaps they like Brianna Hyberen. Uh, the American goalkeeper who is on the books at FFSA now Eintracht. Frauen, um, mm. there's hoping that uh, another American can uh, join the ranks and you know just funnel in totally. more talent. Yeah, that's so. That's that's actually you're absolutely right. That's super exciting. You know that uh, that we also you know go into other areas uh, of the sports and most importantly, I would say is we can put Champions League winner in on our letterhead. You know, so that's uh, you know a little thing that we just bought by the way you know <laughs> since now Eintracht Frankfurt is a Champions League winner in soccer exactly, Not the men, exactly. But the women. we're proud of him speaking of uh, ways to get to the Champions League we'll get to that in just a little bit of time as we kind of cover how we can make that next but season we did not qualify for Europe via the Bundesliga this season yet yet yes uh Yet being the optimum word, but um, yeah, so the restart has been completed. The relegation playoff has been played. Vitter Bremen has survived, as I mentioned. Uh, Fortuna Dusseldorf and Paderborn uh, have t- have w- we have waved and said choose and don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. <laughs> In Paderborn's case, you know, uh, 3-2 win, which, look, we looked super comfortable, but... I mean, some people will be unnerved by the way that it that uh, you know Paderborn. Look, they scored thirty-seven goals by you know using a very team that is good for Zweite Liga, but it's not really gonna do well against the Erste Bundesliga. But the fact of the matter was, they kept on attacking, and we gave up goals, and that was a lot tighter than it ever should have been. Um, it's kind of, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just happy that we came out with the win. Uh, we finished the season, sadly, uh, only in ninth. Uh, but hey, top half of the table finish. We've done that each of the last, what, uh, four seasons? You know, that's something to be, to be really proud of. 
because let's be honest, we had been kind of uh, just bouncing up and down the tables in a manner that had just not that just hadn't been healthy. And you know, finishing in the excuse me third straight season of finishing in the top half. Got to remember when uh, the sixteen seventeen season we finished in eleventh. Uh, when we face uh, Dortmund in the Derby Pokal final. Um, but finishing top half, I'm perfectly fine with uh, that being the end result. And kicking back and thinking about how the season has progressed, you have to admit that we kind of came into our stride during, uh, once we had gotten back from the cor- Corona Pals or Pandemic Pals, however you wish to phrase it. And... You know, we fin- finishing mid-table just outside the European places while not exactly what we would have been uh, aiming for. We placed yeah. ourselves pretty comfortable, pretty far away from where the relegation fight ended up being. And you can only look back and say, hey, maybe we just stretched our resources just that little bit much because we played, what, 55, 56 matches uh, the season. We had three rounds of qualifiers for making just to make the uh europa league so you know you immediately were throwing i mean level of difficulty varied and the qualifiers Mm -hmm. but this fact of the matter is that multiple bundesliga teams when it does come to qualifiers in the europa league tend to get defeated and we're the first team in i think two seasons that ended up um qualifying to the Europa League via the qualification phase, which was long and arduous. And, you know, I'm okay with our current position because it can allow us, granted, a big old if hangs around us because we have to flip a 3-0 result. But I think where we currently are at is where... It's what we would have expected after selling off so many players, after having such a high turnover, you know, and having such a deep run in the Europa League last season that, you know, it undid our possible aims of qualifying for, you know, the Champions League outright itself, you know. This is good. This Finishing the ninth, there's nothing wrong with that. And when you have the likes of Hoffenheim and Wolfsburg who spent quite a lot and let's not you know, we and Gladbach and Leverkusen Leipzig Dortmund and Munich obviously outspend spending them I had no problem with the fact of where we finished I didn't mind that Freiburg finished above us because every once in a while they have their really good season and then they're going to be battling it out in relegation for the entire season so I'm okay with finishing top half uh how about you Roman uh, I'm a little bit. Uh, I'm so I. No, since this is the purpose of me being here, I'm not going to join the the happy, 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 happy um, uh, situation here. And I know many people are. And yes, I am happy overall. You know, I, I can't complain. But um, as a German, you know, I wanna. I I want to improve. I want to get things better. And I'm not happy and not satisfied with the last season. And while I do understand that now the officials kind of, you know, uh, talk positive and of course they want to do their, their, their spiel, you know, about, you know, why and, and yeah, it, it wasn't that bad given the circumstances, this and that. But that's not my job. My job is to 
to criticize what we've all seen, um, some unhappiness that we had, uh, some big trouble problems that we had, easy points that we left uh, um, on 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 the road, right? So with the position, yes, I can say I'm I'm. I couldn't say I'm happy, you know, like happy is if you achieve something, um, uh, single digit is, 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 is good, is nice. It's kind of like in school, it would be like a B, you know, it's not great. It's not bad. It's a B, right? So, and that's what we got. The season was a B, which is okay, right? I, I was mostly a B student and um, uh, that's totally fine, right? But um what I think is sad to see is, yeah, the points we left on the road, like it could have been an A season, right? It really could have been. And I don't mean this because we lost against Leverkusen in the in the, in the DFB Pokal and because we lost uh, Basel. Like I even keep those things out, right? But like the season itself, we, 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 we could have been a better one. Right and yes, maybe even it's better that the season wasn't so good. Even though, I, though it's horrible to say per se, but you know maybe we we need a little bit of time next week to to um, to to catch up uh, next season to catch up and maybe have like one season where we can prepare for every match properly and maybe we can reach something big, you know, Champions League, whatever. Maybe it's a good thing, right? But I always think. You always have to, in, in hindsight, we have to analyze the season, what went well, what didn't, what, what went wrong, what could have been improved, where were the problems, and the whole all happiness thing, I just, I don't see that, right? And that is because, and I know where we are from, you know, I know that we fought relegations uh, three years ago, but uh, I also have the, the other seasons, and they're, and and even the money that we spent on new hires, right, on on new team um, people, uh, on, on on new players, and uh, I was and and for that I was expecting more. Yes, I do get the whole the, the Buffalo herd. You know, it was tough too, and and we did uh, we we scored more goals than the Buffaloes last season. So that's something that we absolutely have to acknowledge, right? Um, but yeah, it doesn't mean that now we can blindly, f you know, just accept everything was good, right? And this is what I, what I, what I, what I'm not gonna do. Um, I think we had some problem in consistency. Also, I also think we had some coaching problems, and I'm, I'm not, I, I and I want that Hütter um, uh, that extends the contract. So I want him as a coach. I hope he learns some stuff. Uh, and maybe there's some stuff that I didn't see, but I think there were some coaching errors, um, which are good to learn from, um, and I hope they do it. But I, I think there was so much more possible this season, so much more, and um, and and we didn't because of stupid reasons, right? Because like I said, so many points we lost were not because we weren't able to compete. It was kind of like there was. I think we had a dent in our in our moral for some reason. Uh, I th I think we didn't play to the max, in, or not not to the max. Sounds like almost overwhelming, but I think we played under our limit in many games. Um, some of you know the situation where, and I'm not complaining about the player. I'm going to complain about the position of the player, the the way with Ilzanka and Kor, you know how they were put on the field because we know now we know that they're capable of playing a better game, but um, they could have been positioned in a better way. Uh, or put a different, 
I don't know. But I, I can't just say happy season we were eighth, right? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that. And I complained last season that we only managed seventh because there was also more in it, right? We could have won like one or two easy games more, and that's what would have brought us um, into a different realm. And and this is something that we have to understand, right? And this is a mentality issue, is that the three points we lost against Mainz, they're the six ones points. that hurt, you know? Six points in overall. Roman, I calculated six it. Six points. Eight. I yeah. had looked at it. We had, we left approximately 18 points out there to be had. Mm. 18. Yeah. And even with that being added in, we would still only have finished sixth or fifth, depending on uh, like how things played out. We still would have finished in the Europa League. We would still be in the same competition that we are yep. in. We would be able to say, hey, at least we don't have to go through the qualifiers again. And that would yep. allow us to have a good start date. But, oof. I mean, and that's, that's kind of what Champions I want, you last know? Year, I mean, if we knew, if we had finished Champions League, I will admit, Jovic, sell him, then you basically lock down, you use all that 40 million bucks, which we basically earned by making the deep, deep run that yeah. we did in the Europa League. We basically earned Champions League money, but we had to get to the final four just to even get it, which, I mean, yeah. shows you just the kind of difference. Between, and that's just the group phase. You get into the knockout phase, I think that's like an extra 10, 15 yeah. million bucks, and then you get beyond it. That's like where magic 15 happens, million right? Every round. And then yeah, that's before yeah. the bonuses. You get paid out like an extra like two, three million like per win or something stupid. It's like playing at the high roulette table. We would have been able to lock down a squad, and basically lock down everyone who was already on the team and make the upgrades that you know we. I think. I mean, the one goal difference between the season and last season as offensive output is something to kind of be to think about considering the fact that we didn't have the Buffalo herd, but the difference in the defensive record that we had is something that we need yeah. to strengthen because I put it down that we need to strengthen in the defense and we need to strengthen in the, well, I think we have what we need for the attack um, to make good, but you know, there's upgrades that need to be had and, uh, we'll we'll get into that in section two of the podcast. But um, Roman, it's time to say goodbye to Fernandez. It's time to say goodbye to De Guzman, Sutton, Finger, Hinky, and most importantly, Michael Rules, the man who fought off cancer and came back mm. to the Eintracht. And uh, I'm I'm sad that he wasn't able to get on the bench for the final match, um, which was you know a shame. But he's going to be a player who I'm going to miss most of all. His top yep. 10 in appearances for the club all time. You know, the only time that he ever was not on the books at Eintracht was when we got relegated in 2010-2011. He then was at Wolfsburg. And then whilst we uh, earned our way back, promoted uh, in that sec second division season and immediately came right back to the Eintracht, you know. So, couldn't really fault him for kind of 
having a tiny bit of a pay increase, but then he came right back to the Eintracht, and uh, I'm gonna miss well, him. He did the he bigger, better the moves than, than Patrick Ox or um, yeah, Sebastian Jung, right? So yeah. they stayed at Wolfsburg, and uh, yeah, I think that was their biggest mistake that they did. And Rossi understood early this was a mistake, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, he went back. So they were smart. Um, yeah. Frankfurt boy, and born and raised, was the final member of the 0506 Pokal Final roster. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple, like, uh, the goalkeeper who let in the goals for Dusseldorf was on the bench for Bayern that day. And I think someone else. Ooh. Yes, Claudio Pizarro, the goal scorer from that match day, uh, literally also called uh. it quits with uh, Bremen uh, just this week. So, yeah, and into and that doesn't even seem that long ago uh, uh, for anyone who follows the game. It just shows you how fast time can fly, and yet it's it's going to be kind of strange looking at that, that lineup and not seeing Fernandez, who's been, and De Guzman, who have been all on the roster pretty much match in, match out, whether you're in the starting line 11 or the bench. And it's uh, sad to see these guys go. Um, he, fingers crossed that True. we might see De Guzman come uh, play in Major League Soccer due to his Canadian roots. We will see, but, you know, it's a. Uh, it was. I have to. I have to, sad. I have to admit, though, it is. It is sad. I totally agree, but um, it is. It is something that is very smart, and I think I mentioned that already in, in way early episodes. You know, like um, you in as a as a the, as that professional soccer team, you 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 can keep you know a player maybe longer you know for vanity you know and for recognition. Um, but, you know, I think it's it's even better if somebody like Russ, you know, himself, you know, realizes that his days are over or even with with Gale, with with Fernandez and de Guzman, you know, it's like it's not that we need to get rid of them. It's they understood they don't get the pace of what Frankfurt is looking for right now. And uh, it's smart. It's a smart time. It's a smart thing to move before you get kicked out. Right. So. Um, and like Alexander Meyer is a, sim is a similar story, right? Mm -hmm. So it was a little bit sad the way he left or he, the way he was forced out. Could he have got a year long more or not? You know, it's debatable. And uh, I would even say yes, but then no. You know, you, you're a professional soccer team. And as sad as it sounds, we need you during your prime. And even with Abraham, the same thing, right? So he's getting old and it's better if they leave earlier than later you know it's better when they leave on a legacy than if they leave on a decline right and uh, with Marco Ross with all his injuries and like he for him it's the perfect timing and we'll have him back right he's gonna be back even like I, I would even bet Fernandez um, as well you know they probably have because those are smart players um, they can they can have a role they can play a role back at Eintracht Frankfurt because uh, Frankfurt is a growing company a growing uh, team and we need support on all ends and uh, and and yeah we need smart smart people who understand soccer on many ways in our youth in our um, analytics team and so I think we'll see some of those guys back um, and I think that's that's got to be our strategy exactly right you got to be able to let go 
a sad a, a goodbye always hurts, right? It's never nice. But if you make it, yeah, it's something that you, you just have to deal with, you know. And uh, you can't have. We got a, we had a roster of 33 players, and uh, yeah, we had to, we have to slim it down. And especially now during the um, during COVID times, you know, we have to really watch our salary uh, limits. And I think it's uh, it's smart for everyone. You know, they get they maybe get good playing times in other teams. You know, maybe in the second league or maybe in the in the MLS. You know, which which I wish. Uh, for them to do, but the high pace Bundesliga in Frankfurt, you know, that's just got to be just top, you know. I totally agree. So, so we say adieu to the, we say tschüss, we say auf Wiedersehen to the uh, 2019-2020 Bundesliga season. We say goodbye to some players that we really cared for. Sad to see, you know, the Youth guys not get their chance to prove what they could have done, but you know, hey, this is a professional kind of lifestyle. We have things to discuss in terms of the roster, as Roman has hinted at. We'll get into that in section segment two. But it's time for hashtag. What are we drinking, Roman? What do you have to for us today? Oh yeah, yeah. So I am having a good old apple wine um, uh, made here uh, from friends' lawn, and I from my last bike tour. I, I put it in my little bike thing, so now I'm now I finally got a drink. So I get home brewed apple wine, catered. Keltert at home. Gekeltert. Zu Hause gekeltert, as we would say. Alright. I'm uh, drinking by uh, favorite brewmasters from around the corner, Kansas City Beer Company. Uh, enjoying a good old uh, fashion uh, pills for me. So, uh, for those of us who are not dealing with school nights, uh, those of us who are able to kick back and enjoy after a heavy day out in the heat, I can attest to that. To that, I say Prost. Prost. And we'll be back in just a sec. Uh, segment two, so stay with. Segment two, hey, I track Frankfurt. Roman and Brian here talking all things Eintracht. Uh, all right, so let's get into some nitty gritty stuff. So Hasebe, it's good that he got his uh, surgery uh, went well uh, because he has admitted that he'll be able to get him back uh, for the training. Uh, the players return for training on the 29th of July. Um, August 5th is the anticipated date for the Eintracht second leg. Uh, their Europa League uh, round of what was that round sixteen versus Basel. This is going to be a tough one to overcome if the team then is unable to progress. Then they will go. Uh, they will kind of be released uh, for I think I saw like up to two weeks, and then the players will be allowed uh, back to. Uh, train so kind of a weird sort of setup because you know we're not going to be getting in uh, the Bundesliga won't be coming back to play until mid-September so quite a long ways to stay back but some of the questions that we put out for folks is uh, you know in terms of needing to slim the squad down needing to move players on needing to bring in fresh cash to 
uh, make any future moves. Not that we don't, we aren't cash flush right now, but you know, um, gotta always be thinking on retooling, reinvesting in the squad. This is really gonna provide time for Adihota to really kind of, um, kind of mold the squad even more so, kind of like how he did. So, this will be his third season with the Eintracht, and in his third season in switzerland at a uh, young boys burn he was able to lead them to the swiss super league title i can't say that i'm expecting the same out of that i think the the bundesliga title is just a little a little stretch too far wouldn't you say roman absolutely yeah well, uh, so I kind of put out on the on a little Twitter poll. Uh, should uh, we keep Costage or should we cash in? And it's kind of it's kind of crazy, but um, so seventy two percent said stay, and twenty eight percent said cash in. Um, there has been links with one team in the Premier League, a London based club. So again. Uh, not a big name team that is being linked with Costage, but that's all that we've heard so far. And you know, all, but he has only expressed a desire to leave for a top tier club. So you have to look at that and I say that you know, even if a Premier League club is knocking on the door, unless they are Newcastle United, who suddenly have billions to start spending. So you know, long term, hey. Over the course of his contract, trust me, uh, everything will be upgraded there because, you know, Manchester City spent like $250 billion, uh, no, excuse me, million bringing that thing into like uh, an entirely other level from a team that was just always looking to just survive year in, year out to now competing for the uh, the English Championship, every, when I say Championship, the Premier League Championship uh, every single season. And, um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, <laughs> uh, crazy what kind of, uh, money can be still thrown out there as, uh, uh Leroy Sané was just picked up from, uh, Manchester City for 50 million euros by Bayern. So, you know, if a big team does happen to have the 35 million that I would value Kostich because of, uh, him being left-footed, I would say that, if someone say a oh i don't know a atletico madrid real madrid barcelona inter milan not ac milan inter milan a uh, juventus oh and then you've got your i guess you could start throwing out uh psg and your typical english clubs that play in the european competitions i guess those that still only limits you to that still limits you to less than twenty destinations, and even then, are you even gonna like it there? So, one can only imagine that if he does decide to resign with the Eintracht, you know, hey, just be you can be the king of the hill. Cause another question that I put out there is who do people think is the player of the season, Roman? Uh, I don't think you're going to be surprised very much by this, but the results were only two names. Can you guess them? Kostic. And? And, uh... Oh. Who's number number two? Henty. 
Who? Hinteregger. Hinteregger. Yeah. 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 I can. I can. I can see that. Even though Hinteregger, I thought uh, season before he had a better performance. I think it was the weaker season of him, and that's uh, complaints on a high level, right? So I. I, I but yeah, Kostic. And here, like to what you what you said earlier, um, is um, the the um, so with. I think the Corona is going to help us with keeping Kostic. There's no way Kostic would have been at Eintracht next season um, without Corona, right? So that's our big gain. And I think his salary is affordable for us. Uh, or if we would have, if we would have uh, bought a player uh, on the, in the similar skill than Kostic, we would have to pay more. That's what I would think. Uh, so for us, it's the best that he stays another season. Best thing of the whole Corona shit is that we will keep Kostic. I'm pretty sure we will. And he's super important. And we saw how important he is. His contract is for um, a long while still yet to come. And he's got a contract yeah, so we, until 2023. We can still cash in on him mm -hmm. next season, right? Um, but I think it's going to be important to have him uh, um, because... So here's what I think, and that's only what or, or what I would do if I were in Bobic's face. I would say, okay... Um, okay, now we got limited resources. I know we do, but the rest of the Bundesliga do as well. Try to get two, three new players for a steal. You know, don't play, uh, don't pay 11 million for core or nine or whoever. You know, pay like three, four, five for somebody with a, with better skills than something like core. Uh, in in areas, of course, where we needed like our defense, definitely need support, right? Mm -hmm. We got we we already know this because of Hasebe. He has a certain age. Abraham is leaving, and he has a certain age. Uh, and with um, uh, and with Indica, and I think we we have we have good we have we got we're not bad, but we need to improve, right? And we saw that what you mentioned earlier as well. You know, we from have the eight goals players on the books who are thirty years of age or older. And yeah, I, exactly. And, you know, some of them um, are. It's some of them are just three or keepers, so take that for what you will. But Hasebe and Abraham uh, are both 36 uh, and 33, respectively. Abraham has talked about how he wants to leave at the end of his contract, and good on him. He can return to Argentina, live that life of luxury that he will deserve because playing in Argentina has still got a lot of pull for Argentine, so I would wish him the best. Il Sanker is 31 along with Dost. And the other 30-plus uh, is Timmy Chandler. Look, I love Timmy, but at 30, you kind of have to wonder, you know, if you're playing right back, left back, like, who do you want to keep around? Look, uh, Kevin Trapp has talked about how he wants to play Europe. Well, you know what? We have, he's 30 years old. We have him on a contract until 2024. Ronald is not going to, is like, look, I'm 27. I don't want to stick around if I'm gonna, not going to be number one. And so either Trap goes or Ronald goes. And so that's already one player shed right there. And then you have to fill that in because our two backups after Ronald are Wiedwald. That was a that's a disaster waiting to happen, and he's only got a year left on his contract. So getting him off the books might be really yeah. like for any money is going to be very hard. Zimmerman has basically already agreed to run out his contract. And he's become a coach. A coach. He's 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not really too bothered by that, but it does show that, you know, we are going to be thin at goalkeeper and, you know, in my humble opinion, I, that's a spot where you can then tap the uh, U19 uh, starter and be like, are you ready to sign your first team contract? You know, ask him if yeah, if that's, ready that's to go. what. And that's what I think what we should do. We should do more of the in manga we trust. Right, so I think yeah. it's more getting. We people, have a lot of young guys getting people that he's brought in. Yeah, like like Andika, you know, or even like Jetu Williams, uh, who yeah. maybe coming be coming back, right? But I'm just saying, it's Broken a gamble, right? There. It's always a gamble. You never know know uh, whether they turn out that well or not, right? But it's mm -hmm. something. Do you want to build uh, um, uh, wealth, or do you want to want to build something, or do you just want to have a good player, right? And that's what we have with Core Dost. And all these uh, older ones, you know, um, there's not a big gain, you know, or even Eric Durham, you know, like there's yeah, Drexel Williams. You can't Durham, really create Durham value. Played and Williams is injured and really, really, yeah. really wanted to go, but the thing was Newcastle didn't pull the trigger, and now it is going to bite us in the butt. Yeah, that's a shame that he got because he he did. He did. He did a great job at Newcastle, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, but yeah, maybe maybe I don't know. I think he, he did. He did good at Newcastle, right? I think what I've seen, what I've heard, you know, he was uh, he was in the maybe team. Maybe someone in the championship will take uh, the English championship yeah. will take a run at him because at least there, yeah, I think so. you will probably find m morons that will spend money. Uh, I say that out of love, but. Uh, the English just love to spend money and then get themselves into the financial situations afterwards. But spend now, worry about that later. Yeah. And so, totally. you know, you ha then, because I think in the attack, I think we are coming to the end of our times with a couple of players. And then we'll list them off before we kind of sail off into the sunset here, Roman. Um, yeah. Got to make our choice at left back. When it comes to right back, we got a 30-year-old and Timmy Chandler. We got a fat man and Danny DaCosta. I mean, you got, you got, and Torre is able to switch back and forth between them, but golly, it scared me at times. So one of them has got to go. Uh, I would prefer to have Timmy Chandler stay yeah, for selfish reasons. I think Torre, at least he's flexible between right back and center back, but the time to have sold the Costa was last season. So finding a buyer for him is going to be tough, but he's the man that I would want to yeah, move on. And, and, you got in the middle of the, the field, last... which is the tough part. You got Barcock returning, returning after basically being injured. You might as well just throw him to whoever wants to take him on. And then just kind of the, the guys who were coming back on from loan, Jovalik, uh, Tuta, um, I'm wondering, like, then coming off of loans, uh, it's time to, time to throw you out there, see what you can do. The same thing for, uh, yeah. Ache, who was signed from, uh, Rotterdam. Yeah. It's, uh, it's time to throw the kids out there just a little bit because we know what we can do and what we can't do and what we can do is like we've got money if we want to go out and spend we can we just need to move on some players and yes i'm also thinking gasinovich needs to move on but i've said my i have said my piece on who needs to go and uh i'll let roman i'll let you kind of fill in the gap there 
Well, you know, nobody really needs to go, needs to go. But if contracts are up, you know, mm-hmm. contracts are up. And uh, but I, I agree. Uh, well, I, I don't really care so much about who's gonna go. I'm more about who, who can come in. I don't think, in, I don't think we can cash in any players this, uh, this transfer period, right? So I think like there's no way we can. Everyone we sell with potential, we would sell as a loss. Maybe next season it'll be already better. Maybe two season. The Costa, for example, I want him. I want him to stay, and I think he showed his uh, his capabilities in the last games. You know when he got to play again, uh, and I kind of like him personally. So I'm a little the Costa fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but yeah, I mean there's. There's uh, definitely uh, some some positions that we need to reevaluate, and uh, and so here's the thing, right? So one of the problems that I see with with Hütter so far is that that he doesn't seem to be a a big um, he, oh, what what I think he still lacks is bringing up or surprising us with new players, right? And I, right. I get it. We're in a tough situation. But what I liked, and here again, um, it, it doesn't mean that it was a success, but what Kovac did, you know, with Barkok, you know, like bringing this young player, giving them playtime. And uh, and of course, it didn't work out uh, at the end. And he wasn't the player that we all hoped he would be. But that's something that me as a supporter that I want. You know, I want that this this young guy whose name I haven't heard before, suddenly plays a role because I believe the coach sees something in him and uh, and slowly they build up this player that we have a new um, uh, a new Alex Meyer or Rus or Sebastian Jung, you know, somebody from our ranks, you know, from our youth team that makes it. And that is, I think, the biggest problem that we in Frankfurt have that we cannot offer young players a um a path to professional soccer right because we don't have we don't have any any um any, any we don't see we don't seem to have experience with it and don't get me wrong what we did with Endika for example and even i mean there, there are some examples where we had young players um uh, uh, evolve right but like this 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 thing where that's what i'm lacking you know from the own youth team picking them up moving them forward, developing them to excellent players. That's what I'm absolutely lacking in Frankfurt for the past 20 years almost. What we see, and I mean, it's not all the youth players, but like, and that's where I look at Mainz and I'm like, holy shit, where do, where do they get those players from that they buy every season and sell every season for like so much money? Um, or Hoffenheim, you know, when they kind of include young players uh, in their squad, um, you know, piece by piece, and and that's what Frankfurt really needs to focus more effort and more time with, and that's what I want to see um, uh, Andreas Müller. Um, that's what would we have to measure him with, you know? It's not about you know what is our performance in whatever league in in a youth under sixteen. No, I fucking want good players coming out of the Frankfurt squads, because otherwise we don't get those young players, right? It's kind of like a like a, like a circle, you know, um, and we we you need to set an you need to show the coach needs to show if you are a young potential player, Frankfurt is your home because we can make you a great player. Exactly. And I had that feeling, I had that feeling more with Kovac, you know. Um, I'm missing that a little bit with with Hütter, and I'm not criticizing. I mean, I am criticizing Hütter, but I'm I'm. 
I, I, I think he's still the best coach we, we can have right now. But this is something where he can improve, you know, creating his own players. And that's where magic happens. 100%. Right? Um, and that's what I would want to see in the next, especially now where we don't have the budget anymore and the money to pay another 10 million for core. You know, let's pay one or two million or like a half a million for like uh, some some young players in our under 19 squad and then bring them up. Yeah. And I would even say that, I would even go to Hütter and say like, okay, dude, your goal is to bring two players from the youth team up on professional level and if you don't, you have to have good reasons for it, right? Um, and yeah, you have to build shit. And there's right? an American is... on the on the youth team right now, who mm. if he starts bringing him through, guess what? A lot of eyeballs start turning towards us. But yeah, <sighs> Roman, we really took over see. this thing quite thoroughly here. And yet, there's yeah. so much more well, to pick over. But, uh, I think we yeah. I think we need to leave that for another podcast. <laughs> yeah we should do a, actually what we should do another time is a whole season like we should also talk about the other teams you know and not only Frankfurt yeah, uh, but there, yeah, there's so much the, happening we can do that for the next episode how's that sound sounds good Alrighty. For anything. Uh, I'd like to thank Rome for joining uh, myself for the latest episode of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt the only podcast covering Eintracht in the English language um like we said, super excited to have FFC Frankfurt finally join the Eintracht. Can't say enough positive things about, about that. But Roman, it's been great having you back on. What, Where can we find you in the social media landscape of the world? Yeah, well, you usually find me on Twitter at um, SFBayEagles. But I have to admit, I have been calm in the latest days. I'm really busy on some business ends. But I try to be more active soon i bet i'll pick it up or instagram sf bay eagles as well um that's where you get me or personal rex romanum but best is also get get on discord that's exactly. where we all are exactly hey i trick frankfurt podcast discord uh there's a link to our twitter feed and we'll also be putting uh and once again another link to uh that on our facebook page as well so you can all join in on uh, the interaction as people are able to even listen in whilst we are recording so fun stuff indeed um you can find me uh at casey sge on twitter uh also on instagram but i don't really post much on there these days uh, i need to get uh, uh while the do- while i track players are off on a relaxation time right now so is the dog so you know uh-huh. there'll be more pictures of Eintracht emmy uh forthcoming in the meanwhile uh don't you worry on that you can get in contact with the show that is uh on twitter that is at hefpod uh hey Eintracht frankfurt at gmail dot com is our email address and you can also follow us on facebook facebook.com slash hefpod and wherever you find us on your podcasting streams share us with your fellow frankfurt fans grow the fan base this is a fan podcast that was originally created for fans and if you can't tell we enjoy kicking back having a beer and uh talking some eintracht so it's a good time to be had by all roman any final things before we say goodbye no, I think we're good. I think we had a great time, and let's oh. let's hope we have a great next season coming up and a cool, fun time to see who's going to join us next year. Exactly. In the meantime, uh, stay close to all of our channels as we find the latest in uh, everything that is covered, untracked in the English language. And uh, until then, cheers.
Tschüss. Hey,